0: This is the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things of real estate. This is the return of Andrew Brewer
1: <laughs>
0: to the show. It's been a long time. Where have you been, girl? I've been busy,
1: busy with life and contractors and structural engineers. And selling Selling, Selling real estate, yes. Showing real estate. And when the market's so busy, it's really hard to hunt people down that are involved in the business for things you need, and you have to accommodate them. So. Yeah,
2: you just don't come see us no more. Just
1: bad timing. Bad timing. Yeah.
2: Well, most realtors do work on the weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, but come on, oh, man. The,
2: the good ones are.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. But you don't want to come hang out with me. I know. All my friends are like, oh, let's go to to the flea market. And (laughs) I'm like, I got to work. You know, like, sorry.
2: You should do that to them during the week. Hey, let's go to the flea market. It's (laughs) Tuesday. Exactly. I got to go to work. What? What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I got to work. Whatever.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I'm not working today.
1: (laughs) It's
2: amazing how that does work, though. I know. The life of a real estate Mm -hmm. agent. Mm-hmm.
1: It, is, it can be a good excuse when you, to get out of something you don't want to do, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I got to show a house.
2: It's oh, so all our man. friends are like, dude, she's, she's a rock star, man. She's busy every time we call. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they're not listening.
1: <laughs> Me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Can't give up all excuses here now.
1: Right. Well, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And we have Mr. Chris Corvo back in the house. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you today? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. And JT behind the glass. Brother, how are you today? What's happening? Doing good. Man, it's just another Saturday, brother. Man, if you guys missed last week's show like Andrew did...
1: Sorry. And the week
0: before... Sorry. and the week before <laughs> you go out online at moneymanmike.net or on Facebook at Mike radio and catch up and last week we went over what Chris Corvo does over at Midtown Title and why you need a title company like Chris and his crew of excellent people To be on your side, researching the title, checking things out, understanding what's going on, all the legalities of why you want title insurance.
2: What is title insurance? One in three titles have a problem. Yeah, and then Uh, that means you got a pretty you stand a pretty strong chance of buying a house with a problem. Yes,
0: and believe it or not, it. I mean, it's there's all sorts of problems. And then we talked about wire fraud and why you don't just wire money because you get an email from somebody that you think might be associated with your transaction. You need to call your title company. You need to call your mortgage lender before you wire money to anybody in a real estate transaction or any kind of transaction, period. If it's gone, it's gone.
2: Yes. You cannot reverse the wire. I tell people it's inconvenient. I get it, but it'd be much more inconvenient to lose your money. And your house. absolutely, And un- unable to buy your house. Yeah. Have
1: you had any of those? At Midtown?
2: No, I'm knocking on wood right now. Okay, (laughs) Uh, do it. Uh, Well,
1: and I've I've tried to get in the habit of telling people, you know, now because I explain, you know, when a house goes under contract, you're going to be hearing from the title company. It's Midtown Title. You know, they're going to take care of you. The whole point of titles to make sure you're buying it with no liens, blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. And then I say, do not under any circumstance you're going to get a lot of emails. Do not ever send money or a wire without confirming with the title company by phone who you're sending the money to
2: enough with us we know that you know we send our form out with blank digits for the account where you have to call our office and get the information to fill it in yep. and we send the welcome letter out front introducing ourselves and uh, but we that this takes the whole team of folks to make sure that people are doing what they're supposed to do to make sure that that's done correctly
1: yes and it's a well-oiled machine and i've done plenty of deals with title companies on the other side or whatever that was not as organized as Mintown, And it's very frustrating.
2: Yes, I appreciate that. We have a new employee uh, who started a few weeks ago with us and we onboarded her on and she was like, I just can't get over how, this is the most organized place I've ever worked. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I'll take it as one. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, that's how
1: I feel about Benchmark too. Like my old company, they I could turn in a file and just be like, here's a contract. There, there's probably something that goes with it, but I don't have it or whatever. And they would never ask for it. My new company's like we need this immediately, and we still haven't turned in this. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they're like on the paperwork, right? Which is good because it keeps us compliant and everything's how it's supposed to be.
0: Yep, got to mind the Ps and Qs, dot the Is, cross the Ts. If you don't, man, that's all. It's easy to get in trouble. Yes, absolutely. Easy to get in trouble. So yeah, if you missed last week's show, you just got a short recap of it. But absolutely go back. And check it out because there's a lot of good stuff in there. But again, do not wire money to anybody unless you call and confirm who it is you're wiring to, what the account numbers are, and you absolutely should be wiring to that person at that time. Otherwise, you can kiss your money goodbye. As far as this week, we're going to get into some more cool stuff because we kind of touched on Airbnb last week and... We're going to lead off with Airbnb this week, and depending on how that goes, we're going to jump into some... um uh, industry lingo and a few other things, but we're gonna kind of see how this Airbnb goes because I mean this. Could see go Jimmy, for he's well. using
2: the lingo already. He's not even using the proper term for it. Hey. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> this term last term week. Term rentals. Yes, we Short talked about this last week. Term rentals.
0: Airbnb.
2: Now you got to give Airbnb their props because they've got people thinking that that yeah. that name, name is it. is what actually that is the industry. Even term. though there's
1: Home Away, VRBO, there's a ton of.
2: Don't make me a Xerox go make me a zero. Yeah,
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> Give me a coke. Yeah. Con. Exactly. I want exactly. a Sprite. Right. <laughs> <you know? laughs>
1: exactly. But yeah, and it, speaking of short-term rentals such as Airbnb, mm-hmm. there are so many people I sell houses to that I mean, it's like every person I sell a house to now, they're like, "Oh, we've got this room. We can Airbnb it." That's exactly yeah. what they say. Yeah. I showed a house to a, a a younger girl who I will just say was not handy at all probably didn't know what a screwdriver was. And, a drink? Yeah, if I say it, it's a no, drink. <laughs> not the drink, the tool. And it had a shed in the back of the yard. And I mean, y'all, this was just a Home Depot shed. Oh, my God! Plywood. she's like, I could Airbnb this. And I was no. like, Um, no, this is a shed. <laughs> you cannot uh, Airbnb no. this.
2: For uh, a kennel, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. But I did get a good little chuckle out of it at her expense.
0: <laughs> so, we're going to get into, you know, what's all the hype about right now in Nashville, about Airbnb, Where, you, where is your house located? What's all the stuff being talked about by the city, the council? What's the code that you've got to have? Or what's the permit that you got to have? What's, what do you need to know as a first-time renter? or Not a first-time renter, but a first-time investor, potentially, as buying a property um, Will your house that you're going to purchase, is it going to be an a Does it qualify? Does it qualify? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you might go buy a place and you're going to go Airbnb it or try to Airbnb it or short-term mm-hmm. rental it. And all of a sudden- you're going to get a notice saying, uh, not so fast, and you can't do that.
2: Well, Andrew, one of the things that we had talked about was the fact that, you know, in, in your world, the buzzword is if it does fall underneath uh, that qualification or the what they consider, we'll go over property one or property type two or, or three, how much buzz that creates amongst mm-hmm. investors, because oh, yeah. it, that's almost not as in a flood or, or anything else. It's, does it doesn't qualify for yeah. a short-term rental.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just... It's insane. I mean, it's it's. I hear it all the time from people just from qualification standpoints of, hey, I I can buy this house or people are talking about, hey, I'm going to turn around and cash out or I want to add on and I'm going to renovate my garage and I'm going to turn around and rent out the rest of my house and they've got all this stuff charted out and I'm going to have my mortgage completely paid off free and clear because I'm going to Airbnb my house in seven years. I mean, it's just, it's every client, it seems like, you're talking to about this kind of stuff right now. But we got to go out.
1: info. You need it.
0: Yes, you do. You do. we got to go out to a break real quick, but on the other side, we're going to pick up all this stuff, talk about what the risk is to you as a consumer, and go from there. Been listening to The Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You're listening to the Money Man Mike Show, where we're talking all things real estate. And today we're talking short-term rentals, Airbnb, VRBO, and all the other little acronyms that are out there for the short-term market uh, for rental properties. And man, it's confusing. It really I mean, is. everybody has something different to say about it. Um, everyone is. A different opinion about it from what they've heard, read, and nobody really seems to know what's going on. And it seems to actually, when is the next vote? I mean, when when is the city really supposed to make a decision? Do we really even know that yet? Because it keeps on. It seems like they keep on
2: kicking the yeah. can down the road. January, January, January is the next ruling. So yeah, so Metro has been trying to come up with ways to phase out short-term rentals on properties to make neighborhoods uh, not basically, they're calling them basically hotels or party zones or whatever. <laughs> make them back the neighborhoods uh, <laughs> to neighborhoods uh, again. To to do that and so Metro has had several meetings uh, trying to figure out a way to do it. One of the the, the most widely accepted program was to start phasing, phasing short-term rentals out over a three-year period to where they're basically just none but with the uh, Republican-controlled Houses here, there's been a lot. Metro's held off their vote until January because of fear of uh, uh, of the state stepping in and basically overruling them, what what their decisions were on on the regulation to do that. So I think they're waiting to see if the House is going to uh, provide any sort of direction or legislation that's going to allow the Metro to follow suit with that. And this isn't unprecedented on what the city's doing because, like, Austin's already
0: outlawed this entirely
2: yeah I'm, I'm shocked that if i mean if they do i just think there's going to be some sort of lawsuit against metro or something because so many i mean it really just handcuffs investors from being able to purchase properties yeah uh, and use those for short-term rentals now right now metro has a provision to allow properties to qualify for short-term rentals right but there's certain specifications that properties have to meet to be able to to qualify for that right
1: and what are those uh well you have
2: to have a permit first of all is what metro is really saying and mm-hmm. Um, to do short-term rentals itself. And there's three different property types that would fall underneath that. It's an owner-occupied property. And that would be a property like you or I or Michael, you own. It's a house that we live in at that point in time. Um, if we applied for the permit, we'd have to bring proof that we're the owner, a copy of the deed, uh, like tax returns, uh, utility statements anything to show that we are the owners of those particular properties and actually live there and actually live in the property itself. How
1: do they prove you live there or don't though? <laughs> say you say you have a lot of money and you bought a house for cash and you just say well i i live here
2: well, that's why you got to bring supporting documentation that should provide enough proof your Tennessee driver a Tennessee driver's license that shows that address on there an ID card voter registration pay stubs work IDs. bank statements uh, tax returns uh, IRS I mean, documents. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, With
1: that is your mailing address. Yeah, that Got is it. your
2: mail address. Uh, property type two is non owner occupied, just standard rental properties at mm-hmm. that point in time. And then uh, property type three is non owner occupied, multifamily. So, that would fall underneath like your row home, townhome, mm-hmm. con- condo, and stuff like that. But um, right now, Metro has put a freeze on type property twos. So that means they are not accepting any permits on uh, non owner occupied properties at all. None. Hmm. None. Cannot get a non-owner occupied permit for short-term rental in Davidson County right now. Wow!
1: But as far as just renting it out as an investment, long-term rental, year plus whatever.
2: Yeah, you should. You, all yeah. that's good to go. Yeah, you can do that. And let,
0: let's d- define that real quick. Short-term rental is basically where you're renting it out to. Somebody wants to come in or like you're going down to the beach. You rent a place for 2 or 3 nights or for the week and mm-hmm. that short-term rental whereas long-term rental you're renting it for 6 months to a year, 2 years, that's long-term rental. So that's In the
1: minimum 30 or 60 days.
0: I don't know what the To make it
1: is. not short-term.
2: I'm not sure what the legal 30 definition. consecutive days. 30 consecutive less, days. Less than 30 consecutive days is what it okay. is. Okay. And it has to be the maximum four bedrooms. Maximum of four bedrooms. Maximum of four okay. bedrooms and rented for less than 30 days okay. by the same occupant. Okay. So, that's considered, that's what Metro's definition of short-term rental is at that point in time. So, uh, so yeah, so they're not taking it all. So, now, if you had a long-term tenant, like you said, somebody signed a six-month lease, year lease, even three months. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. It's these weekend warriors that are causing Metro to not do that. Um,
1: now, let me ask you this, because I heard now that they've... Approved or passed it to where you have to get approval from your neighbors? Do you know anything about that?
2: I have not heard anything about that at all. You have to go to Metro yeah. and apply for the, the short-term right. uh, permit. They actually, Metro actually even has a complaint hotline you could call and, <laughs> and complain to. I don't know who they send, okay? But, I
1: mean, think about it. If you live in a neighborhood oh, where everybody's oh, on yeah. top of each other yeah. and it's Party Central next door, You'd be I would not like that. No, yeah.
2: no. I'm okay with it, but old lady Crabtree, you're probably going to have a hard time convincing her.
1: Yeah. Well, and then if they're, like, up all night, booming music, keeping me awake, then Old Lady Andra is going to be right there with you. (laughs) Unless
2: they invite Old Lady Andra. Well,
1: Old Lady Andra likes to be (laughs) in bed by midnight, but but till midnight I'm down.
0: (laughs) You think about it, you go on vacation and you're in a hotel or wherever and the people next door They're up and coming in and out of the hotel all night, and you're trying to get some rest. Yeah, and they
1: bang their doors. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's no different from if you're living in your house, and you've got somebody across the street, and they're doing the same thing at the Airbnb place, and... I mean, it's, it's the exact same complaint, but here it is in your own neighborhood, and it doesn't matter if it's a $200,000 $200, house or a
2: $2 million house. It's yeah. the same problem. Yeah, I don't know anything about getting your neighbors to approve that. I, I don't.
1: I heard that in the grapevine, and it's really hard to figure out where to source a lot of the information. So,
2: Well, Metro has, on, their, on Nashville.gov, there is a site specifically for short-term rental information, FAQs, how to apply for your yeah. permits. Um, they even got an interactive map that shows you if, if a property yeah. would qualify. Qualify f- yeah. uh, for that, so uh, Metro I think's done a pretty decent job of of I'd trying to provide that. information that's out there. I need to
1: put that on my website.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the owner occupied property we talked about, uh, the non owner occupied property we talked about <laughs> that you can't get, and then the third option type uh, three is multifamily property. Mm-hmm. So let's. Say you got a row of townhomes that's right there, and there's four of them in a row. The same person has to own all four of them, and all four have to be short-term rentals. If you sold one or long-term rental one of them, then that would no longer qualify for it really? at that point in time. So yes. you
1: can't do them two different ways? Nope. Wow. So
0: wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So if, if you had... Say that again. If you bought
1: a, a, town a row of four townhomes, they would all have to be short-term rentals. You couldn't have one as like a year-long renter, and the rest be short-term.
2: Really? Yes. That for seems op- odd for operation of short-term rentals on the subject properties. So, if you lived in one of the four, that becomes owner-occupied at that point in time, and you cannot; it would not qualify for multifamily.
1: But it would qualify for owner occupant, right? Well, the or one? No, because you would only live in the one.
0: The one would, but then wow. to me, to me that doesn't make sense. Me neither. Because if you're if you have a regular single family home and you convert part of your your regular single family house into an Airbnb, what's the difference?
1: That's considered an owner occupant because it's part of the, your home.
0: Right, but then if you have a four unit yeah, property, but they're all separate units. But they're connect. They're separate units. But it's like a triplex or a quadruplex?
1: No, we're talking about like if you, this is unit eight oh six, this is eight ten, this is eight twelve. They're all different addresses. They're just all together.
0: Yeah, but if it's if it's all connected though, if they're built side by side by side and they have a joining wall, and they all have a joining wall, they have a common wall together. Yeah, you can't occupy all four of them. No, but you occupy unit one.
2: That's right. Yeah, then. but you can't occupy the one and then Airbnb the other ones. Those are two different things that are going on. Hmm. I
1: think we're getting I, off subject. Yeah, we're getting we're
2: we're getting deep
0: into the weeds as far as what we do and everybody listen to us. are like, what are y'all talking about? Yeah. But from a legal I'm point of view, what
2: you're trying to understand what you're what you're saying.
0: It's but, like say you take a duplex. A duplex. You got a, a, a side A and a side B. Right now, somebody can go in with like a typical FHA loan or a conventional loan, and they can buy a house, and they can live in one side, and they can legally rent the other. They can side. rent the other side, but the other side is not going to qualify for short-term rental. Right. And that's that's what I just think is interesting, though, because
2: what's the difference between that house I mean honestly I don't know how metro I mean if you're controlling that and you're living there you're going to control what the people are doing which is going to control, your neighbor, control what your neighbors yeah. perceive it to be
0: yeah and you're sitting there controlling it so I mean that's weird but hey we don't make the government rules we just gotta live by them hey we've got more to talk about this we've been talking about it and we're going to continue to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> been listening to the Money Man Mike show here on News Radio 1510 WLC we'll be right back Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510, WLAC. You're listening to the Money Man Mike Show. We're talking all things real estate. Man,
2: I don't know if I am more confused about short term rentals or if I have more clarity. Which is why the reading's been held off by the metro council <laughs> until January, okay? I think because confused. I think everybody's slightly confused. You know, there's a lot of uh, lobbying going on for both sides, and there's yeah. some really, really, really big shots from around the world that are weighing in mm-hmm. uh, from the owners of Airbnb and, and all some of you, some of these places that are, you know, they're just. There's a lot of lobbying going on on both sides to try to set a precedence for this. Ultimately, it's going. I think there's going to be. Some Something that allows this, some
1: form of a compromise. Some mm. form of a
2: compromise. I don't know what it's going to look like, you know. And unfortunately, a few people are all, always ruin it for the majority oh, yeah. of the folks to yeah. do that. And it's a lot of times these people that are, like I said, they're just non-existing owners of these properties, and they just they are just party houses. And
1: well, let me bring up this aspect. So Airbnbs have become so popular because hotel fees have gotten so expensive. Right. Yeah. So, wouldn't you think that, like, supply and demand, that would help bring down hotel costs? Because from what I'm seeing, it has not. But I also think a lot of people that aren't as savvy to go rent a short-term rental are still going to pay those hotel costs.
2: I don't think it's been enough to impact the hotel pricing yet mm-hmm. um, to uh, to do that. But, okay. I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. you still got some people that just – they're just not
0: – they're stuck in their ways. They're just not going to go to some other place other than the hotel.
1: Well, I have a guy that just bought one of my listings and he, he you know, mentioned wanting to do short-term rental, which he's an owner-occupant. I I didn't know that, (laughs) but I didn't represent him. But anyway, besides that fact, he doesn't use the internet at all. So it's like, how do you think you're going to set this up and do anything when you don't I can't even get you to check your email
2: right yeah so, well that's how you have to do set it up on right. I mean you know those, there's an app Airbnb has and you rent the whole thing through the app yeah. at right. that point in time but you know there's a lot of different ways to do that for folks i got several clients that have Airbnbs you can you know purchase insurances to protect I had one client the 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 you know, the weekend people just trashed it. You know, I mean, they broke the glass stove, they uh, put yeah. holes all in the walls, and I mean, it—it it was one heck of it sound like one heck of a party. Uh, <laughs> oh you know, my it god! Do it, you know? I would
1: be furious. Yeah.
2: So that that person ended up changing their policy where they require a deposit, and the deposit's enough to pay for the um, short-term insurance policy on the property in case the people damage it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go from there, but. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of people that have purchased properties for Airbnb. There's people who have bought properties trying to do it, and they didn't realize you couldn't do it. And they've been—we talked about that yeah. being stuck with investments. So one of the things we talked about, Andrew, was how if you're out looking for that, you need to tell your agent that that's what you're doing to make sure that the properties qualify. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of neighborhoods or homes or or, or parts of town that may have restrictive covenants in neighborhoods yes. that don't allow for for well, furnished
1: don't allow short term rentals well a lot of them or
2: even renting say. period
1: yeah yeah
2: i mean not even short term exactly. we're talking long term rentals there's mm-hmm. there's quite a few neighborhoods and more and more are changing how they uh, yeah. how they allow for this and don't allow for this right. to do it so if you're looking for that and that's your intention you better make it very clear Absolutely. to the people you're working with and you know,
1: i tell everybody to do their due diligence and i i provide any information i can to my clients but I also when it comes to short term rentals I point out that I'm like, dude, this is an ever-changing, evolving scenario. <laughs> like, Literally. it Things have been changing. People are fighting over it. It's a yeah. big uproar in the city. You know, there is a, a Facebook page group just for, for short-term rental. There's a lot of good information on there, too. But my point being, you know, you need to do your research, especially if you're buying a piece of property for that. I mean, obviously. But-
0: and, and it's not just, you know, us as individuals. I mean, you've got big business. I mean, all these big hotel chains, I
2: mean, well, of their courts are lobbying against it exactly because it's taking money from them, and they're saying yeah, exactly. they're hotels, and they, and so part of what Metro is wanting to do is charge hotel tax mm-hmm. on everybody, which, you know, as of right now, you don't pay the hotel tax mm-hmm. on Airbnb and stuff. So it's kind of like Uber and taxi cabs, yeah. same situation. They're trying to tax and regulate that, and you know, when does it fall into a service, and when does it fall into uh, action and actual industry at right. that point in time, and you know it's just it's uh it's definitely a conundrum for yeah. for a lot of people to do that but yeah that's that's what we were talking about was just you, you better make absolutely sure you tell everybody what your intentions are with the property because if you buy it and can't use it for that purpose good luck
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely
2: to uh to do that and so so if you had a client that was going to ask you Andrew, and say hey I'm going to buy this property for and I I want to Airbnb or rent it what would what would the what would you tell them to do You said you tell them to do due diligence. What does that mean?
1: That means do your research. Find out everything you can about it. Once we find a property of interest, first of all, make sure there's not an HOA. And if there is, you know all of the covenants and restrictions and rules and everything. Yes. And then if you do decide to move forward with a property, you need to find out everything you can about it, even if you're writing in the contract that you need a time period to verify these things.
0: I'd even reach out to the HOA and say, hey, here's what our intentions are. Are, Have you guys been discussing? Are are there any pending changes or... Conversations about any kind of changes.
1: Right. Well, and a lot of like in East Nashville, most places don't have an HOA unless you're buying like a condo mm-hmm. or a townhome. Most homes do not. Single family homes no. do not have an HOA. So I don't deal with that much HOA stuff just because of the places I typically sell real estate aren't really HOA heavy places. But that being said, you know you still need to do your research as far as like what's going on with the city, and I mean. That would be doing your due diligence mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Checking out these pages, asking around, asking neighbors, asking people you know that do short-term rentals.
2: Yeah. Well, this Find metro site would be a do. good place to start if you're buying Absolutely. in Nashville mm-hmm. of to go and to either call and verify or go on the site and check out the map and see if the property does qualify for that. But like we said before, as soon as properties come up for sale and they are in one of these either per, uh, Properties, approvable properties, or permitted areas. <laughs> gone. I mean, yeah. I mean, the interest in in this just skyrockets yeah. at that point in time because there's so few of them available.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, to do that, so. But gone. <laughs> People My, just start um, bidding them up. And, I
1: have um, a rental property in Donaldson that I bought, which would not allow short-term rentals, but it is a, you can rent it, which I have it rented, and I'm grandfathered in. But I literally bought it last year, and then this year they have passed it to where it can no longer be a rental property. Unless really? you already live there and it's grandfathered in. But like if I sell it to someone else... They have to be an owner occupant.
2: Wow. So it's just reiterating. Now we're talking about short term rentals, not long term rentals right, in Nashville. Exactly. So if you're buying property and people are bu- leasing it for longer than 30 days, you don't have to worry about any of this stuff. It's all taken. I mean, you can do that all day long. It's properties that are that are being rented for less than 30 days uh, at a time that are considered short term rentals that you have to be really, really careful on and uh, to make sure that you're that you're doing all your homework, as like Andrew's saying at that point in time. Yeah. But yeah. That's Jimmy. it. That's what we know. Jimmy,
0: you all squared away on short term rentals, buddy? I
2: am squared away. Due diligence is homework. Got it.
1: And are we going to put that Metro link up on the moneymanmike.net? Absolutely. Got it.
0: Check it all out, out online at moneymanmike.net and on Facebook at Mike Radio. I think we've worn that out.
2: Yeah, I think we got it. Got it pretty good there. So it's worth following. Definitely follow and see what Metro's going to do. I don't think we've not heard the end of it yet. I think. That there will be some sort of compromise. I don't know what it's going to look like. There's uh, there's people that just want it gone, and there's of course there's people that want it to stay. Yeah, for sure. Depends on what aisle the fence you're on. And then once that passes, they'll fence. Yeah. So that's like the uh, sidewalk provision in Metro. Oh my God! When you're when you're buying houses, that's what it reminds me of now. You know, Metro's changing that again too. Uh, so for folks who don't know, uh, if you go to build a new house in Davidson County, you have to put a you have to put a sidewalk in now. <laughs> yes. Not just any sidewalk. No, it's got to be a specific it's sidewalk. It's got to be, a spe- be done, And If it has an existing sidewalk, you have to tear that sidewalk up and now make it match. <laughs> yes, what the yes. new provisions? It's
1: pretty pricey. Yes. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure how much time we have yeah. on this one here to get into it. but um, So, yeah, there's several ways you could you, you can make that work. If you're building a house, you can either pay to have a sidewalk put in the way Metro wants you to have it put in, or you can pay to opt out of the sidewalk and put money into the general fund. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is that everybody was paying the money to get out <laughs> now, so I've got to... I've got a couple lots that I own that I was going to be invested in building houses on. And uh, so we've kind of held up to get some more clarification on this. But like I said, anytime you build a house, you have to put the sidewalks in. Can you build a moat instead? Uh, It's pretty much like a moat (laughs) to to do that. But uh, what Metro's done now is that because everybody was opting out, they're basically doubling the price to opt out to try to force, force people to in, put yeah. the sidewalks in what's, at that what's point What's the
1: in time. price? You got a range here?
2: Uh, yes. When we come back, I'll tell you what that is. It's pricey. Why is <laughs> this water bill so high? I don't
1: know. <laughs> My water bill's $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> You've
2: been listening
0: to The Money Man Mike Show. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You are listening to the Money Man Mike Show, where we talk all things real estate. During the break, we we're trying to find the actual cost per uh, per square linear foot for the sidewalks. What we were talking about as far as uh, the code for uh, the Davidson County of having to add sidewalks to your house and stuff like that within the service, the urban service districts, and we weren't able to right. find it but basically it's probably not too far from the 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 price per square foot for what Sting has his house listed for up in uh New York City that's overlooking Main uh,
1: Gordon What's his G- last Gordon, name?
0: Gordon Sumner. Gordon, Gordon Sumner. Sumner
1: has his home listed. In...
0: And what's it how much is it going for? 56 million. 56 million and how many square feet is it? 5400. 5400 square, <laughs> 5, square feet. <laughs>
2: 5400 square feet.
1: So it's like a million a square foot.
2: All right, so it's no, pretty much a
1: million per
2: yeah, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. So the sidewalk ordinance itself has to have, you know, we talked about a specific type of sidewalk. It's a four foot, that has to be four, four foot grass patch, and then a five foot wide sidewalk. So basically, from the sidewalk to the road is a four foot green mm. area in between there that you have to that you have to be able to put grass in there to do that. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, it's, it's definitely very specific here.
1: Um, so like the grass patch is four feet? Yes. Plus and then the sidewalk. is yes. five foot. So the setback to where you can even start your house nine. is nine, nine feet. Well,
2: yeah, yes, which is typically like 10 foot anyways off the front of the house anyways. Okay. You can't have your, I mean, how many houses you, there's an ordinance for? Yeah.
1: Do, and is this grass you must maintain on your own, I guess? Oh, of sure. Course. It's on your property. <laughs>
2: of course. <laughs> what are they going to require next? A bike lane? Be careful.
1: I'll be out there spray painting a little man on a bike in front of my house.
2: At least this way you could sponsor that section.
1: Yeah. There you go. Sponsored by East Nashville Agent.
2: No luck finding it? Uh, No, I don't Uh, really have it here. But, yeah, it's in the urban zoning overlay that you have to do it. So, a lot of the downtown corridors you have to put it in. But it's a price per lineal foot. To, uh, to do it. And the example they're given with this particular lady here at a corner lot, which the lots that I have are corner lots, it was like $70,000 to install the sidewalks,
1: mm, sidewalks. Was that the lady in East Nashville?
2: Yeah.
1: I, that was on the news, I saw that. Yeah, so it's... I wonder if I'm in the overlay in my at my house, because I would really like a sidewalk, and they're building stuff all over there. Point of
0: the matter is, is, again, if you're going to buy a house, and you're going to do a bunch of stuff to it... You need to just do your research.
1: Yeah, make sure you know what you're getting into. Yeah, there's
0: there's a lot of new rules. Knowledge out there. is power. Yes, yes, yes. Otherwise you're gonna cost yourself a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If You don't have it factored into your budget. Woo! You just blow your budget through the roof. Where you thought you were gonna make a pretty penny flipping that sucker or selling it, all of a sudden you might be losing. And that's never a good thing. Well, we got this last segment we get to get going before Jimmy kicks us out of here. So uh Hit some uh, uh, industry lingo real quick. Credit scores. Where do they come from?
1: The three uh, bureaus. Yeah. yeah. What do you the mean? Guys
0: are all over like. Uh, I'm like, well,
1: it, was I wrong?
0: <laughs> no. Uh, everyone has their, their different opinion. Every time we talk to a client, they're like. Everyone everyone seems to, with the, with the internet and all these apps... Yeah, and, they're like,
1: this one says my credit score is six, but this one says it's 715. Exactly. Or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. But what most people
0: don't realize is there's seven different algorithms out there. And so, there's seven different ways to calculate your score, and the ones that financial institutions use are the FICO system. So... If you're not, if you're willing to go into credit karma, credit karma has its own little uh, scoring model because they didn't want to pay for the FICO score, and it's a good scoring model, but it's not exactly FICO. It's close, but it's
1: not FICO. So there, there may be differences, discrepancies, if you will. Exactly.
0: But then the bigger issue is, is everyone thinks, okay, I'm, I'll go pay my credit card, or I'll go pay this bill today. Well, it doesn't update dynamically and instantaneously on credit yeah. today. It, you can see it update on your online banking. It posts to whatever your creditor is, and all right, there's your zero balance. But that doesn't mean it's on your credit report now reflected zero balance tomorrow. It'll take 30, sometimes 45 or 60 days for the update on your credit report. So, if, if you've got a, a credit card debt, that that's like... Man, that, that's the root of all evil for your credit score because when you have your credit card balances are going up and down, anytime you carry more than 20% of your credit card uh, limit, your balance is 20% more than your limit. So, if your limit, let's say, is 1000 bucks, simple math, and you're carrying more than $200 in your balance – Every 10 percent more, so you go to 300, 400, 500, 600, every time you carry more, your credit score is automatically coming down based on the algorithms built into the scoring models to reduce your ability to get more credit because they've done studies and know that the higher your balance is going and the longer you're carrying that balance up there towards your credit limit, the more likely you are to file bankruptcy. So, your credit score is being pulled down the longer you're carrying that higher balance to protect yourself. So, you can see your credit scores go all over the place based on how you're using your revolving debt, your credit cards. So, you could take and literally could have five credit cards that all have $2,000 balances on them all and roll them all into one new credit card and max it out. And your credit score is going to drop because now you just got to max out credit card. <laughs> so it's 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 funky in how it works, but yet it also depends on how the rest of your credit your credit score
2: or the rest of your credit profile works as well. It's that amazing one, to me at times, though, how people who don't have necessary credit or a lot of credit get penalized for that. You know, even though they what they have may be good, or you know, you hear people all that. Why is that a bad thing? I don't have credit, you know, and I know you have to show your ability to repay, but you know, it's like it almost forces you to go into debt to try to qualify for a house. Or oh, no. I know there's alternative means to provide for that, to provide to show proof of that, but ultimately... I mean, most people say you got to go out and get a credit card or even a secured card and do that and just create some, ba- you know, maybe bad habits for folks who, who don't want go out, to go out and do that. And, you know, if, if, if they've lived their life without credit and so far have have not gotten in trouble by that way, it's just unfortunate that they feel like they have that they're encouraged to go get some sort of credit yeah. or something. Yeah.
1: Go create some debt. Yeah, go, I mean,
2: yeah, and just go pay it back off. OK, well, that's that's crazy, you know, I, I don't know. I just struggle with that a lot. Of Times, and I know you have to show proof that you can actually pay your bills, but it, you know, if you're 25, 30 years old, and you've not had any, any negative things filed against you. And, that's and the key. you're doing pretty
1: that, good. That's the key. In right my there. opinion, if you're 25 years old and you've yet to have a ding yeah. or be late and you keep up with what you have, I actually
2: the- saw an article on the internet a few weeks ago talking about how millennials are like not getting credit cards as much as our generation. Do good for them. I know. It's yeah. like, you think that's a bad thing? I don't. No.
0: And it, what you just said is, is the key part because we're doing a loan for a client right now that they don't have any credit. But they don't have any negative credit. So we can do a loan for them, absolutely no credit credit debt at all, no credit scores at all. We're using their alternative credit, which is proof of their 12 months of rental history, their utility bills that they've been paying, their cell phone bills that they've been paying, their insurance that they've been paying, and using that as their alternative trade lines, using that to establish their depth of responsible payments, not making them go out and get debt, because they're getting debt now, getting a house. Oh yeah, they're getting a lot of debt through a house, but it's good debt, but yet at the same time, they don't have any negative debt. Now, if you turn around and you have somebody with negative debt, it's a totally different situation. They're not we're not gonna be able to do that same loan for somebody that has this slew of medical bills and all these other collections and charge offs against them and stuff like that.
2: You know, funny story, I was doing a deal the other day where the tenant was trying to buy the house from the landlord and the but the tenant had no credit but the only thing he had was where the, i guess he didn't pay the landlord one time the landlord filed suit against him for non-payment of the mm-hmm. rent so even though the guy didn't really have a ding on him there was a there was a, a the lot, only ding was the only, from the guy was from the guy trying, from. trying to buy the house from and the deal fell apart
1: oh my god uh, because
2: of that you You're know like
1: it's your fault dude uh, yeah. you, Both you caused them. your own deal to fall apart
2: uh, yeah. to do that and so but it was over a 12 month period or whatever it was so uh you know, it just goes to show you that there's so many different scenarios out there that you have to be on the lookout for at all times. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, you just hear people talk all the time about being penalized. But you guys, to you, what, what did you say alternative credit means? Were? What are you providing again? What information does, would somebody provide for alternative credit means? Anything that somebody's paid on that's a
0: third-party verifiable source um, for 12 months. Utility bill, insurance bill, rent bill. I mean, cell phone, anything
2: trash bill. So that's discretionary from the from your point of view of what what I mean what they have or yeah. I mean I'm assuming somebody's paying rent stuff somewhere. I mean, they may be living with their mom and dad, who knows, but they could still be living with mom and dad, but if they're paying their insurance bill separately, basically we're going to
0: ask it goes back to what we're talking about with the short-term rental is give me a utility bill, give me a give me a cell phone bill. Let's see whose name the utility bills in, whose name is the cell phone bill in. If it's in your name and only your name, then it's yours. And then you get a 12-month history showing that you've been paying that bill on time for the last 12 months. You're good.
2: Okay. So uh, so Waterstone's perspective is not to go out and inc- incur debt, That talk about it, and find out what alternative means you may have that would qualify you so you don't have to go out and get some sort of credit or something Absolutely, to establish yeah. that to do that. Yeah. So, Okay, well, that's good. That kind of changes perspective on some because a lot of people, that's the first thing they tell you, oh, go get a credit card. What if I don't no. want a
0: credit card? A credit card's not going to help you anytime soon because you've got to wait six months for it to report to your credit. Actually, the brand new one's going to take six months just to report. So by the time you get it all and everything else, it's going to be eight, eight months. So, I mean, you're out of the game for a yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not going to help you anytime
2: soon. So, okay. Well, what are rates doing right now? Ah. Rates, I mean, are, are we still seeing historically low rates at this point in time still? or Compared to seven or eight years ago, they're all historically
0: low. Okay. I mean, rates are still doing very well. You're, you're talking what's your average on your credit like FHA score? or conventional or whatever. You're still in the fours. Okay. Yeah, just depending on what your credit score is and your profile is. James, Jimmy's giving us a flash over there. He's saying we got to go. Jimmy's flashing us. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Whee! Good thing I wish you could island. see it. Let me throw you some beads. Jimmy. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: until next week, Mr. Chris, Miss Andrew, this is Mike, and JT behind a glass. You guys have a great weekend. Go out to moneymanmike.net, moneymanmike.net and then Facebook at Moneyman Mike Radio. You guys have a good one.